Welcome to Megan's Bookish Life, a podcast where literary meets lifestyle. Well, hi, Lauren. Thank you for coming on Megan's Bookish Life podcast. Hi, thank you for having me. I'm so excited to be here. I didn't tell anybody that I was having you on the podcast. I just said, like, a romance author. And so Mm -hmm. I am shaking in my boots right now. I'm wearing slippers. (laughs) But uh, Uh, I just took mine off. (laughs) Your slippers or your boots? I have slippers. No, I live in Miami. We don't have really boots out too much. My friend Maddie introduced me to your book, so we're going to shout out Maddie because she's obsessed with you. And I'm like, Ugh, God, I got to I gotta do this for her. I love I love you, too, anyway. But Well, thank you, Maddie. Yeah, Maddie. Thanks, Maddie. She got me throttled for my birthday, and I, I was that was in July, and now I've gone downhill spiral in every single one of your books, so. Oh, my but, gosh. Okay, so you're, you're well-versed. You know them all. Correct, yes. We're going to start with a really cliche question because I'm obsessed with the answers of this. How did you start writing? Was there a moment in your young life where you were like, yeah, I got to write books? I think in my young life, I mean, did I ever write like little stories when I was growing up in an English class? Sure. But I think, you know, once I went to school and everything, I knew what I wanted to do. And then I had this urge to write something. I read a lot of romance, or at least before I started writing, I read a ton. Like I was... Not those that read the 100 books a year, I wish, but more like a 50 book person, you know? Me too, me too. Yeah, like I I still, you know, tried to balance. So I picked up a book and I read it and I was like, I want to read more books with like Hispanic heroines because I'm Cuban American. Like my family came from Cuba, um, my grandparents. And I was like, I really want to read more, but I, you know, hadn't seen a lot. And I was like, I want to write my own story. And since then, I found a lot more like Hispanic writers and authors, and it's been incredible. But that was kind of the push. It was like, I want to write about this type of person. And um, that's how the Dirty Air world began. You know, it's a representation kind of thing, too, where you can't find it and then you write it. And I love that. Yeah. And it's interesting because back when I was like a reader, I didn't know about Bookstagram. I didn't know about all these different ways to find authors and like find indie publishing, for example. Like I just felt so like I had no clue. And now it's this whole world and you meet incredible people and just you find those diverse novels as well. But before it was like you see I would go on like top Apple books or just like whatever, like what's on a Goodreads list. So, you know, it really expanded. We love Bookstagram, too, because Bookstagram is how I find my books, too. I'm like, oh, TBR, 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 because everyone's posting about how good these books are. Yes. I mean, I had no clue. A person that didn't use that much social media, now it's like part of my <laughs> part of my daily life in that Correct. way. Correct. I have to tell you congrats, which I did see on Bookstagram, too. Congrats on three years of your first book, Throttled. I got to shout out Maddie again. So Maddie's a huge F1 um, baddie now because of your Ooh. Dirty Air series. Oh, my gosh. I love that. It's a it's a pipeline, really, for some she, people. I'm like, Maddie, I know what you're doing at the racetrack. I'm not dumb. Like, I know you were there because of Lauren Asher. Like, <laughs> my gosh. I wish I was there with Maddie. I know. Maddie, hit me up next time. I'll go with you. She lives in California, so you guys could just, like, vacation. You know what I mean? Of course. <laughs> 
I know you said you wanted to write something that you want to read kind of thing. Was it a plot or character that started this Throttled series for you? Like I had an idea for all the characters when I first started writing. So I kind of knew the trajectory of where I wanted to go. And it's kind of like the more confidence I gain, the more I explore it. So really the characters started it, but because my, like, and a lot of authors use are like character driven stories. So I knew that I wanted a rival's romance, you know, like a, a brother, like two brothers against each other. And then you have this girl that's kind of between them. So that was actually the one liner I wrote. I was watching the drive to survive with my significant other. And I like pull out my cell phone and I go and I write this one thing of like brothers, rivals, teammate, you know, like sister. Like that was all I wrote. And it kind of went from there. Amazing, because I did the same thing literally like two days ago at a bar. But I write nonfiction. That's my thing because I'm like a journalist kind of thing. But Mm -hmm. my friend was like, I have a fiction book idea for you. So I took out my notes app, was like, fiction, hockey romance, (laughs) brother, broken arm. So I That's all you need. That's all you need. So it was really like a one liner for me because then you can go and explore. Like, that's when I was like, okay, this character, that character, this group of friends, like, who would this person end up with? Like, I kind of started like a rough idea of all the different books. And I thought it was going to be a three book series. It was actually just supposed to be Noah, Liam and Jax. And then Santi was just this side character. But then people really loved him. And I was like, I have to write his book. So for the fans, this is the perfect segue to my next question, because it's my favorite question to ask and no one thinks to ask it. Do you outline your book? So it sounds like you do. It's um, it's like a rough, it's a rough outline. So I would say that I know the 10%, the 25%, 50, 75, 82% mark, and then like the kind of like the epilogue evolves as I keep writing. So I know the major plot points and then the scenes between each point, I don't outline. It's kind of more of a discovery, where is it flowing? And I'll adjust if needed. Because sometimes I'm like, actually the 82%, like, I don't feel like that suits these characters anymore. Let me change it. So it's very rough, but I know where I'm going. Um, It's just more those scene to scenes that I'm like, I don't know. A lot of people say they're pantsers, which I love that word. And they go by the seat of their pants. And I'm like, I don't know. I don't know. Yes. I would say it's evolved though. Like what I wrote for throttled and maybe like more collided, you know, less of like, I knew what was going to happen. And then as I kept writing more books, I'm like, okay, like I need to know what happens at these point marks. And it still gives me flexibility because I I need that flexibility. I I did try outlining once of like, this is exactly what's going to happen in these chapters and in this part. And I don't follow it. I need fluidity, I guess, in my writing process. And I do talk to like my editor on the phone and everything. Like we have calls where we kind of explore like, what if this happened? Or, you know, I'm thinking this and, you know, I'll amend what I wrote based on like what I end up like bouncing off of other people. I love that. We do have to get into your Dreamland Billionaire (laughs) series. So you have three books in the series. You have uh, fine print, terms and conditions, and your brand new one coming out, final offer, which is coming out January 31st. I cannot wait for. Um, There's (laughs) there's really no words right now. I couldn't even say a word. I was so excited. So how do you feel when you complete a series that you've written? Are there mixed emotions at all? Are you happy, sad? Tell me everything. There are mixed emotions. I feel like I it always happens. And when Final Offer happened and Redeemed happened, it takes me a little longer to write those books. And I think part of it is because I'm like, I don't want to say bye. 
Um, another part is, you know, there's expectations, right, to how the story's going to go and people excited. So that gets in my head a bit. But I think it's like, I don't want to say goodbye. And then when I finish and I write the end, it feels very like I'm happy. But then I'm also like, wait, but this is it. And then in my head, I'm like, okay, so how can I find a way to in the future, maybe tease these people? Because I almost am creating like a universe in a way. So I'm like, it's never going to be goodbye. I won't let it. Well, you're so attached to the characters, obviously. It's it's like your your family member. You can't say goodbye to them. Yes, that's the thing. Um, you're really with these people, depending on how long the series is, for two years, sometimes three years. You go through stuff in life with them. Like you escape to write them when things are happening. Like there's a certain attachment and bond there, besides you creating them, that it's like hard to say bye. I couldn't imagine, to be honest. It's the funniest thing, right? You spend like months writing this, perfecting it, and then a reader will binge it in like one day, maybe, or two days. And you're like, well, that's it. That's all she wrote. Um, (laughs) (laughs) The end, I guess. Yeah, see you in like seven months when I write the next book. (laughs) (laughs) I did make a post on my Instagram, my little podcast Instagram, and I was like, OMG, guys, give me questions for a romance author. I didn't name you, but I was like, she's real cool. I'm going to read you these two questions that someone said. Bookworm Noel, was her at name, said, how do you choose characters' names and are family names automatically ruled out? Okay, yes, for sure family names, um, because I don't want to read about, you know, names of family members and if they become a bigger character, right? Correct. Um, Like, if a character has my brother's name, I might not really pick up that book because it just like it just doesn't connect for me. It's hard to like break that away or like a a dad's name or something. Yep. So, yeah, like that, you know, (laughs) I try to stay away from a funny thing with that, too, is that my significant other and I will like now discuss character names to make sure that if we wanted to name our child that um, (laughs) we like avoid it because he was pretty sad about Jax. He was like, man, that's a cool name. I would (laughs) have liked that one. darn it yeah so like with girl names you know we try to like stay away from things that we really really like my friend has a a son and whenever I hear like a book that her son named like a a romance book I'm like I don't know if I can do it sometimes they have nicknames so you can get away with that a little bit but what's even funnier for me is like when I already name a character that or like a really important side character x y and z and then someone does name their child or does like end up dating someone with that name. And I'm like, okay, I need to like mentally. <laughs> well, I'd be like, oh, no offense. The character's not based on you. No offense. Yeah. It's almost <laughs> like, just to clarify, I wrote this like 2020. This this child didn't exist yet, but oh I will God. try my best. To... <laughs> That's kind of the only instances I've come across yet and that I avoid as a reader. So Natalie, MM Engineer, she asked, is there a trope or character quality you haven't written yet but want to? Hmm. That's a hard I one. Always, yeah, it's hard because it like evolves every time. So I wanted to write Second Chance. I just wrote that one now. I feel like I really want to write like a rival, like a, a girl rival and a boy rival in some capacity, whether it's like jobs or, you know. Um, just rivals like in a town or something. I don't know. I really want to write rivals. I'm trying to think if there's anything else that I've been dying to write. I mean, like maybe like a hardcore like enemies to lovers. I don't think I've ever written one of those of like they like really don't stand each other. 
I can but, see that. Yeah. Yeah. Those are challenging. That's what I was like, that would take your yeah. time up. It would. I also like on the opposite end would love to write in like a different friends to lovers. I would be really excited to do that. So I feel like those are kind of the different ones I throw out. I'm a good friends to lovers reader. I'll read whatever to be honest, but when the friends to lovers make my heart like pitter powder. So well, yes, me too. I feel like, cause there's a good bond there, but then yes. they have to have a good reason that they haven't gotten together yet. You know, sometimes it's like mutual pining. Others is like, um, that one person was really in love with the other person the whole time. There's so many good ones, but it's amazing. Yeah. Well, my, my like love story, like with my significant other is a friends to lovers. So I'm partial toward it. I have to do a personal question, which is not very personal, but I'm going to ask it for my, okay. my sake. So you're about me sections that are all over the internet. <laughs> it says you work best after your morning coffee. As a mm-hmm. coffee lover myself, as in I'm drinking coffee right here, I want to know what makes a perfect Lauren Asher cup of coffee. I'm so plain. Like, I feel like I don't go crazy with my coffee orders. I actually went out with someone and they had a lot of a different coffee order. And I'm like, wow, what am I doing wrong? Um, <laughs> you know, because people get like syrups and everything. So if I go to a Starbucks, which isn't too often, I like to get like a white chocolate mocha or a vanilla latte. I love cafe con leche. That's like my favorite of like Hispanic drinks to drink um, because it's more milk. Like I love milk based coffee drinks. Yeah. So that one has espresso. So if I'm like really feeling it, like I really need to pick me up. But day to day, I just bought an espresso machine like for Christmas and I've been doing like vanilla custard pie is the little insert so like a yeah. vanilla based drink okay so Nespresso is is more like frothy milk because I have a Keurig that's different right I had a Keurig too yes but it was like a I had to get the Nespresso like it was a deal I made with someone when moving into this new place they're like listen like I've had an espresso my whole life. And I was like, I had a Keurig my whole life. So I had this Keurig and I brought it from like where I moved to here. I plug it in and it was broken. <laughs> like it didn't turn Stop. on. Yeah. So I said, okay, you got me. Like now it's the Nespresso. Like we made the deal. Here we go. So it is more frothy. It still uses water as the base, but I do like it like quite a bit. Okay. Would you go back to a Keurig or are you an espresso girl? I so I'm like a I put a lot of creamer and like sugar in my drink so I could be an anything girl like as long as you have enough creamer and sugar but I love the Keurig the Trader Joe's like Colombian inserts those are really good because they're very like they smell like fresh and they're great so I mean I'm a fan of the Nespresso I'm also a fan like Keurig is more cost effective so it just depends I think my coffee I got the cheap Maxwell house for like Christmas, like the Keurig pods. Uh-huh. It, it's just, it's just black coffee. It's not like, it's not anything special. I'm like, I guess I'll do it. I like black coffee when I'm at home, but when I go to like Starbucks or Dunkin', I'm like, put like a skim milk in it for me. Like I'm going to be wild and crazy. Yeah. Uh, like you want something a little bit more fancy. I just tried <laughs> iced coffee like, like this year. Orange. Well, not 2023, like 2022. I know. What, what took you so long? Because I'm a hot coffee girl. Like, that's that's my... And I live in Miami, so... It sounds like a teacher. I'm a hot coffee girl. <laughs> exactly. It was... I think I tried the iced coffee because I was going out into the sun that day. Like, it was July. 
Okay. And I was like, I can't drink a hot coffee. I will just melt into a puddle. So I need to get this iced coffee. And it was fabulous. You're missing out so much. I'm excited that you started iced coffee. Is it something that you'll drink regularly or no? Maybe if I go out to like a cafe or something. I don't know if it's something that I would make. I've seen though people do it on the Nespresso. So I might try it one day just for my heart's content to say I tried it. I cannot wait for that for you. I'm excited. (laughs) Okay, so my last question I like to say is a loaded one, but um, it's, I always ask it. Lauren, here we go. Do you have any questions for me? Oh, that is a loaded one. Right? I'm always so scared. Okay, so tell me your top three book recommendations of like last year. Lauren. I have my reading journal right here. Oh, my God. 2022. Okay. My book of the years. I really loved Book Lovers. Ooh, um, okay. Emily Henry. That was a good one. In January and February, March, the winner for that one was a poem book called Somebody Give This Heart a Pen. Um, wow. I'm, not, I'm not a poem person, and I love that book. And it was your favorite for multiple months. Yes. Wow. Um, so that was a good one. The winner for the whole year, I did a little... Um, oh, like, this is cute. Oh, my gosh, like a bracket. My friend made this for Christmas in 2021. There's just, like, book That's bingo. Adorable. There's It's amazing. I love Harry Styles. So, a um, friend made this for you? Yes. Wow. And then she, friend. Correct. And she gave me, like, all these, like, <laughs> Harry Styles stickers that she knows I love him. And I'm like, girl. But the big winner for 2022 was actually Every Summer After by Kali Fortune. Ah, okay. So, I haven't read that one. I like romance, okay, Um, obviously. But I didn't think I would ever get emotional out of romance. That book got some tears in my eyes. And I like a happy tear thing, I think. I don't know what Aww. happened there. Don't know what happened. But, You're uh, very love- attached. Yes, and the thing is, I'm not a crier. So I was like, oh, what is this? Wetness. <laughs> it was like a foreign... Experience. Before feeling, yeah. I was like, what the <laughs> heck? So I love that book. It's second chance, I think, right? It is. It is. It is? Yeah. Okay. Well, that's good. I'm glad I asked you that question because I was like, you tell me what you like. People always yes. ask me. Do you have any other questions? Um, Did you start Bookstagram first before you branched out to podcasts? That's amazing. Um, I actually started Bookstagram 2020. So um, I started my podcast 2022. Okay. I ha- I had a lifestyle podcast um, that was named after a One Direction song, um, but it's gone now, so I can say it. But it's called it was called Girl Almighty. It was actually very not professional. So <laughs> I talked to my friend on the phone, and we recorded an episode about how she loved pumpkins, and I was like, Megan, no one's listening to this. Um, Is this the same Megan? Oh, no, Maddie. 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 That was Maddie. Maddie. No. Okay. Yeah. No. I was like, new- is this a different Megan? Like, do you have a friend Megan? But no, I you're do. referencing yourself. No, I do. Have oh, no, t- you do have a friend named yes, Megan? Yes. Ma- <laughs> her name was Megan. Yes. Megan How H. How are you friends with another Megan? You have another no idea. Megan H? We went to middle school together. That's the worst part because we're, we are Megan H's everywhere. Both of you are Megan H. So then how, yes. did, they, how did they differentiate you in middle school? Because That's tough. She, she had an easier last name than I do. But yeah, I have many Megans. I was yeah. about to say, are you like doing a thing that you're like referencing yourself? Because that happens, like a third. I do that reference. too. I do but that too. But that's hilarious that it's just another Megan. Megan H, yeah. 
since middle school. She's been with me since, what, we were like 10, and now we're 30. So um, how exciting is that? We have Megan H's in our lives. It's a fun podcast, though, when you know each other. and Correct. But it's cool that you expanded into, like, books. and I did. So my podcast now is Books and Lifestyle because of Megan's Mm -hmm. bookish life. Um, I love a good book, obviously. Bookstagram came first. Podcast came second. It gives me such joy, books in general. And so it gives me joy to talk to to readers, to authors, to anybody in between. Books Books are a lifestyle, and I love it. I know. Those who get it, get it. Yes. It's kind of one of those things. I've been trying to, like push books on people like you should read this or that or whatever and they're like oh I don't read much and I'm like I will find you a book it's not that you haven't you know you don't like reading exactly you watch tv you can read um yes exactly you know, and find something you really enjoy I work at a senior living facility like a community and I'm a front desk person and yesterday I had a resident talked about audiobooks with me for like 15 minutes and how much she loves them and she said she I love her so much she's like 90 years old she goes people always say that they haven't got into reading but they haven't tried hard enough and I was like exactly there you go yeah they have not tried hard enough I love her we have to go where you work and get the wise words you know you know what? I've thought about that. I write some things down sometimes because I need them. <laughs> but I feel like, you know, when you've been through life, you know stuff, you've seen stuff, you've experienced, you know, you're yep. just, it's fascinating talking to older people and like getting their perspective. But I agree. Yeah. There's, there's a book for everyone. It's just really hard to get it. And I think reading at times can be discouraging as a child because we don't like to be told what to do. So you're making us read a book. Also, you're making us read a book that's very dense or not as entertaining, then forget about it. If you read a bad book as your first book, you're not going to keep going. I was the type of person, it was terrible. I would read a ton of books like on my own of fiction or I loved romance since I was, you know, young. And it was more like, you know, just like those YA, you know, books in like middle school. And then when I would go to actual like forced reading in class, like the mandatory ones, I would never want to read them. And it would be like pulling teeth and, you know, I would just always want to read my books, my romance books or whatever. But maybe I would appreciate it now as an adult who has like the attention span, maybe. Because I was like, maybe I should read Catcher in the Rye as like a 30 year old instead of a, what, a 14 year old. And I was like, (laughs) I don't know if my feelings would change on that one, but other books, maybe. Yeah, I'm not too sure. Like we had to read Dracula was one of our reads. And at the time I was like, oh God, like you know, pain. And now I'm like, actually, it probably isn't, you know, I love reading vampire books. Correct. Me too. (laughs) Like sci-fi and paranormal. Those are some of my most read genres, I'd say. Interesting. I didn't know that. Uh Uh-huh. Uh-huh. When you write, okay, it's, this is for me, actually. I won't speak on everyone else, but when I write contemporary, it's really hard for me to read contemporary. So I have to read like more of the like paranormal, like shifter. I've been into like aliens for a while. That's been a. <laughs> an alien romance or like an alien yes. thriller? No, not a thriller. I mean, I did read a thriller once that had like a romance subplot. But okay. yeah, in general, like no, like more of an alien romance. Are you doing like an ice planet barbarian thing? I read those a while ago. Okay. I was so happy for Ruby when they like really took off. And yeah. Ruby, like, like we've chatted. I'm just like a big fan of Ruby. Yeah. <laughs> I okay. do like fantasy too. I forgot to throw that one in. Oh, there. okay. I enjoy, I enjoy fantasy, but it has to have like a romance heavy plot mm-hmm. for me, which Ruby Dixon also has a like 
uh, fantasy series. But pretty much, yeah, like those are my triad of what I read. Obsessed like with that. Like sci-fi, paranormal, fantasy. Lauren, you surprise me every single second. <laughs> you know what? That makes sense. I think someone else told me the same thing. They say, I can't read what I write half the time. I was like, interesting. Yes, it's it's a curse. It's it's not even that it's like the books aren't great because yeah. they are. It's just like it's more of you almost are like, oh, but then I have to write versus if I read like a book about like this off world or a different planet, it's kind of like it just has nothing to do with what I write. So, yeah, I was like, now I have to like find fantasy, romance, vampire, paranormal books and see if I like them like Lauren Asher does. That's a combo too. I will say like Zoe Draven's Horde Kings. That's one I recommend as like an entry point of like okay. these, um, Ruby Dixon's The Aspects and Anchors series. I think the first one is like Bound to the Battle God. Okay. It's about like um, portals and like this person that lives in our world gets thrown into like this fantasy world. Oh my God, I want it. Yeah. So that one I do enjoy a lot. Like that would be like a very good rec. Final Offer by Lauren Asher comes out January 31st, and I cannot wait to ignore my adult responsibilities and read it constantly until I finish it. It's a long one. It's beefy. Is it is it is a thick one? I love that. It is. It is thick. It's it's the thickest one of all. When people binge thick books, I don't know how they do it. I have to take it all in. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Well, I I would say this one, if you take it slow and really take it all in, that would be, like, my preferred recommendation for people is to really, you know, because it's going to be a while till another one comes out. That's Savor it. Yeah. (laughs) Savor the last final offer. Yeah, exactly. Enjoy it. Thank you, Lauren. You're amazing. (laughs) Thank you, Megan. I had so much fun. Hi, everyone, and thank you for listening to Megan's Bookish Life, a podcast where literary meets lifestyle. Don't forget to subscribe and follow me on Instagram at Megan's Bookish Life Podcast.